get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. hear anything? Oh, good. Because <laughs> I just queefed big time. What up? Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm your host, Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Hope you're feeling good, hope you're looking good, hope you're smelling good. Your boy is fresh out of the shower, butt naked and still wet in the rarest of forms. I smell amazing and I feel amazing. I want to send a special shout out to all my LGBTQIA plus listeners out there and non-listeners. Happy goddamn Pride Month to those who celebrate those who don't celebrate, goddammit, it's Pride Month, whether you like it or not. Also want to send a special shout out to all of the firefighters and medics out in the Houston, Texas area, especially Talbert. Got a great message from my man. Heard some great things. They're listed in the firehouses. What the fuck is up, Houston? What the fuck is up, firefighters? What the fuck is up, paramedics and all that jazz? Got a great show for you. Got my man Duel fucking Aldrich in the building today. Comic out of Florence, Alabama. The Dueler is one of my favorite comics. Always a great time in person or over the phone or over video chat. Had a lot of fun doing this episode and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Stay tuned. folks welcome back to uncle rod story corner it is time for your main guest your comedian guest i'm being joined today by one of my favorite comedians out of florence alabama great town a lot of hidden gems in northern alabama comedy out of florence please welcome to the show duel fucking aldrich dueler what's up good evening sir or morning or afternoon or whatever time people are listening, I suppose. They're listening it's all a, over the globe, but it's every time of day and every season right now. Well, greetings and salutations. Yeah. The 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 list the list just keeps growing. I'm very excited. Let's let's see who's the latest country to join the list. 
You've got people listening to you right now in Honduras. All right. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the last five places we hit, Honduras, Barbados, Latvia, the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Britain, we're coming for you. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, it's a good time. I have never been to any of those places, but I would like to go. And now they know who you are. <laughs> oh, I'll spread like wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a dope time. Damn, dope time. Those analytics always interest me because it's cool that you can see, you know, yeah. where people are coming from and checking you out. And yeah. You get a full rundown. Does it tell you how many in each country and all that stuff, too? They just usually give a percentage of your listeners oh. in all the different countries. So, yeah, man, the, the, the people are tuned in, dude. Mozambique, Finland, Nigeria, Russia, Austria, South Korea, and Portugal. They're listening. That's cool. <laughs> the internet is wonderful. I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a big fan. In a sappy kind of way, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, man. It makes the world so tiny. The internet is our, our, uh, our stepping stone to a Star Trek future. Yeah, please make the holodeck real. If we had holodecks, this pandemic could have lasted a lifetime. <laughs> Boy, can you imagine having to clean that place, though? <laughs> so much spunk. Well, it's going to be well, sure. so sure. much semen. <laughs> you kind of hope there's just some sort of system that it just it just backs it up. Like, it, it just keeps all that and breaks it down into the component, you know? And then you're having to recycle it, like astronaut pee becoming water. It's that sort of a thing. And no one talks about it. Yeah, that would be my assumption. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I I know, like me personally, out of all the possibilities oh, that a holodeck gives you, <laughs> I would probably do something other than porn the first time. And then once you get a taste of that holodeck sex, I don't think you could ever go to dinner with grandma again. You know, it's just it's like, listen, I do like that I could just get in this thing and go back to five years old and hang out with the dead grandparents, but <laughs> the pussy is so real in here. I'm sorry, grandma. I can't. Boy, I don't know if I want to. I'd be terrified at the prospect of like, one of, I'd go back to visit a family member or something and then they'd like, Gain sentience in the AI. <laughs> then, then you got a whole other problem on your hands. Oh yeah, hollow dick porn. Nerds in there in Silicon Valley, get on lightning strikes or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I heard VR porn is great, but I'm just like, mm, it's just a closer video. I don't want that. I want full simulated sex. Or, or I could just stick with the iPad. I assure you, Zuckerberg <laughs> is working on it. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, Metasex. We'll be able to have Those Metasex. Those lifeless eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> showcase the burning desires of a madman. <laughs> the first few, the first few iterations of it, they will still look like fucking Nintendo Wii's or me. Just the weird head. <laughs> yeah. It's like virtual fighter sex. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> occasionally hear horror stories of people getting burns from the equipment. Oh, man. 
That would be so awesome. Make the holodeck great again, please. <laughs> Make it real. I want it so bad. Yeah, that that's the dream, man. Bill Gates can control the temperature in his house with his thoughts. I think we should be able to have a holodeck for sex if we can get that. <laughs> if he can think I'd like it to be 72 here and it becomes 72, we should be able to have some holodeck sex. Wait, I'm sorry. Is that like, is that a thing? Is that something that was reported? I don't know that story. That's yes, cool. Though. That is a real thing. <laughs> I know that there's been work with like, uh, people can move their eyes in certain ways, but he's just got like an implant of some kind. That yeah, he... <laughs> Bill Gates, he's controlling things with his mind. Well, the only thing he can control his mind is his wife. And that's why they get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think we get first, the Stepford Wives or the Hollow Deck for Sex? <laughs> um. Oh well, we'll never get it. <laughs> <laughs> the Stepford Wives thing probably already exists, but you got to be wealthy to get into that shit. I think they're just called Christians. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I grew up with some of them are feisty. Like, the closest you can get to a step for wife is you just find a fucking woman who was raised in a small town in nothing but church from day one. That's the closest you get to a step for wife. Yeah, that sounds actually incredibly boring. <laughs> to put it that way. I mean, this is true, but the, those who just who think that other people just live to serve them would find that very exciting. <laughs> 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 that's it I think it's just because we can't afford it that we really think we're able to look at it from a moral standpoint but <laughs> it was affordable I think a lot of people's morals would be out of the door <laughs> like, I mean, well, that's always how that works yeah, so. you know, <laughs> like you know like back in the day the only people who were against slaves were people who couldn't afford to have them <laughs> you fucking you had the money. It was just like, fuck, I'm not washing another fucking dish in my life. I don't give a fuck how somebody feels about that. Well, even, even the people who were like, they were like, no, I'm morally opposed to this. If they had the money, they were doing it anyway. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. They're like, yeah, it, oh, it sucks. It absolutely well, sucks. <laughs> Which is, it's uh, painless, but it's also kind of hysterical from a hum human standpoint. Somebody should free these people I just bought. This is terrible. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel so bad about this guy. It's just working over the money. I just, I, you know, I feel awful. <laughs> Right. Like, look, it's not personal. This is business, okay? It's just a business decision. I could pay you guys, but nothing is more economical than free labor. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate myself, too. I cry myself to sleep every night, but I got to have these slaves. <laughs> <laughs> On my giant feather pillow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking 1700s America. We're talking the high class was like four thread count sheets. Well, <laughs> what you're saying is things have improved somewhat. <laughs> gonna, I can't listen. I got to somebody's got to pay for me to sleep on these four thread count sheets. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eight dollars well, isn't just gonna fall out of the sky. Okay. <laughs> One of, the, one of the good things about being in the South is so much pine straw. Stuff 
Oh, it's not terribly comfortable, but uh, you get used to it over time. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you just got to stick with it. You forget all about it after a while. Once the termites take you, you won't really care about the needle pokes no more. <laughs> so you, a bit of a fire hazard, too. You've got some tree fungus growing on your hip. You'll forget all about the needles. <laughs> well, I mean, you got... You're going to 1700s America. You're talking very few people that didn't have some sort of fungus growing on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm they still fascinated by how deadly diarrhea was up until like 80 years ago. <laughs> like from from Adam and Eve till like the Truman administration, <laughs> diarrhea was the world's number one killer and most terminal disease you can have. <laughs> like people were walking around that people were getting amputated back then and living. But if you caught the shits, it was over with. <laughs> Hey, what happened to him? Oh, he got his leg blown off by a cannonball? He'll be okay. What's wrong with him? This is the third time he's shat in 15 minutes. Ooh, I will call the coroner. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's, you know how much you got to poop to dry yourself out to death like that? So well, much poop. <laughs> when your refrigeration levels aren't at the, exactly the same standards that we have these days. Either. So much poop. <laughs> <laughs> like I've sh- I've had the shits. I've been too drunk, too high, food poisoning. I never took a shit that felt like this is the last shit of my life. I'm about to die. But so many people in human history have been pooping and been like, this is it. (laughs) This is the one that kills me. That's awful. That's scary. Well, <laughs> they were. You're talking about people in the 1700s. They had it coming. This is true, but yeah. that's <laughs> see. They weren't even pooping comfortably. Like I would want to dial my toilet, and it's like a million times better than a 1700s toilet. Oh, hey, it was good enough for Elvis. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> The King. Are you excited about this Boz Lerman project? Because I am. No. I think it looks fucking terrible. I am. Let me tell you Let me tell you a secret about me, dude. I am mm-hmm. a die-hard fan of The King. I don't know what it was about Elvis when I was a kid, but I thought Elvis was the man. He was already dead when I was born. But sure. they were putting those movies on TV and shit. I fell in love with it. I thought Elvis was the shit. Oh, I like Elvis <laughs> as far as like musically. I'm a big fan of Elvis's music. Uh, but this movie does not look fun to me at all. Every, every time I see the trailer, I'm like, what is this? this but it's not fair, man. It's not fair because Walk Hard came out and ruined musical biopics for history for me. Because now every time I see a trailer for one, it looks just like that. And then I just want to watch that movie. 
Yeah, I think Walk Hard, um, the production values on that movie are insane. Like, it looks like it has the exact same budget as Ray. <laughs> you know, like, oh, Walk Hard is so perfectly produced, man. It is the shit. It looks like a real, like, if they took the comedy out of it, that could have passed as a real fucking art. It, it could have been like the Chris Gaines story. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun too. Maybe that'll be the follow-up. <laughs> I so wish Garth Brooks never gave in to those people in the nineties, man. I was so pumped for that Chris Gaines shit. Because I'm a huge Garth head also. And so wow. I I couldn't get enough of Garth Brooks back then and that Chris Gaines shit was mind-blowing to me. I loved it. And those fucking rednecks were like, you don't get to be an artist if you want to do country music, buddy. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was, that's a it was the shit. Yeah. It was banging. And I, he, he, I respect the shit out of Garth Brooks, man, because he has held fight to control over his shit. Yeah. His songs, his music, his, you know? I think Garth Brooks saw the, the direction that country was going. Before everybody else, that was like, I'm never gonna do bro country ever. Under no, <laughs> under no circumstances will you get a fucking big trucks and big boots song out of me for no fucking Doritos. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I think it's just so good. <laughs> but yeah, I am. Though, I am just like that. That because I'll probably see it because I do like Boz Lerman a lot. I'm, I went back to the movie. Sorry, I'm bouncy, but uh. uh I don't know. There's something something about it kicking me off, man. It just is. <laughs> don't like don't like the voice work. Don't like the accents. You know, like, don't like t- uh, Tom work. Hanks in the fat suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Tom Hanks getting his Sherman clump on. <laughs> he just borrowed Colin uh, Farrell's outfit from the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just pass it around Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and put this on its box office gold, baby. I love it. I'm I'm pumped. I want to see it. I want to be there. That dude looks like Elvis. He sounds like Elvis. The Colonel looks good. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm in favor of that. I. I even if I'm not stoked on it, I'm in favor of other people being stoked on it. That's exciting. Anytime you got something coming out that you're, you're like, man, this is my jam. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see the king. <laughs> More I want to see the Orville. The Orville? Man, this is a, this is a show that is... It's, the Seth oh, MacFarlane show? Yeah, it stayed off my radar, right? Like, I never watched much of it. First season came out, and I watched a couple episodes. It was kind of funny. Uh, and it was like a Star Trek parody show. Mm. And so I haven't really watched any of it since. And I like a lot of the actors on it. I just never got around to watching it. Mm. Uh, and so I'm sitting and watching TV the other day, and this, like, four-minute trailer comes on or something for the new season of it. And I thought it was a movie. And I was like, this <laughs> Great. Like, this Galaxy like, Quest Two. <laughs> well, no, it's like it looks like a really by damn good Star Trek movie, is what it looks like. <laughs> and then I was like, "It's the Orville," and I was like, "Okay, so, well, 
they've done they've they've made a hard turn at some point. That's fine. I, I think awful. I think Seth MacFarlane fails at all that kind of stuff because he looks too weird. Like he has a he face to that, be a leading he, man. He has a face that was made for voicing cartoons. <laughs> because he looks like a human cartoon. <laughs> um, I think he's got a certain Jeremy Piven quality. I think he could he could be a great like car salesman. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like he just looks like he could hawk something really, really well. Yeah, it's just weird, man. He looks like uh, what was that? What was that guy's name that Marge Short used to do? Ed Wimby or some shit? I don't know that one. Yeah, who was this? Oh my god! The Martin Short used to do a character on SNL. And his name oh, was like oh, Ed Quimbley or some shit. He had the fucking. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the hunchback. He had the hair like Alfalfa. They did a whole TV series of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name, though. Ed Grimley. Grimley? Yes. Yes, Martin Short is Ed Grimley. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's a different. That's not that's not what I was thinking of. That's different yeah. than what I was thinking of. Uh, that's the Seth MacFarlane looks like a real life Ed Grimley. <laughs> he looks very weird, and he has and he has very British sensibilities, but he's full blown American. So when that accent doesn't come out, it just makes him look even more like a cartoon character because <laughs> you expect <laughs> him to be British for the way he looks and dresses and moves. And then he just talks like a fucking dork. It's just like, I don't want to see this shit. <laughs> I would like to go on record, though, and saying that Martin Short is perfect to lead a movie, by the way. Have you ever seen Pure Luck? It's amazing. Martin Short is perfect at everything. I don't think he's done anything that's bad. He's done things that have been well-received, but I've never seen something with Martin Short to be like, this sucks. <laughs> that's fair. I'm waiting patiently on them to do a legacy sequel to Interspace. Oh, Love <laughs> inner space so much. Get the whole team back together. We're, we're going yeah. back in. I'd take a sequel to Clifford if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> we can just do that again. Yeah, but we lost Charles <laughs> Yeah, that, that sucks. It's a sad day. <laughs> That's why we're never getting that Midnight Run reboot either. <laughs> Oh god! I don't think there's anything Hollywood won't fucking reboot. <laughs> fucking. Well, that's true. Get, I don't get mind. Ready. Ready. I'll take them. Just give me, give me a new one. I don't care. I'm ready for it. I'm always okay. ready to see it. Let's bring them all back. Bring back all the classics that like weren't that people don't remember that much. I want to reboot a Alf. Uh, <laughs> Small Wonder. Fuck it. I, um, Bring it give, give it to the Orville people and let's get homeboys in outer space back properly. A <laughs> 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 HBO <laughs> prestige version back. of homeboys <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> Spending fourteen million per episode. <laughs> I bet you it'd be funny. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> Homeboy's average space back with the Avengers in-game budget and just <laughs> really blow it out. Really blow it out. <laughs> really got to build that up. You've got to build like Homeboy's <laughs> average space universe before you yes. get to Yes, please, let's get a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> let's get a fucking Homeboy's in outer space cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, are you listening? We need this. <laughs> you need this. Hollywood's not listening, but if you have any television or uh, movie execs in Honduras, they might be able to do hey, something. Hey, <laughs> listen. I'll do it in Spanish. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Casa de essays in outer space. <laughs> well, there's a there's a job that no one uh, no one ever goes for. It's just making uh, knockoff versions of TV shows for <laughs> for other countries. Law and Order did it. Why not? It's like a Law and Order for every country. It's fine. Yeah, I don't think anybody's been able to like branch out a series better than Law and Order because everybody else moves to different cities and states and countries. Law and Order just literally moves to an office down the hall and it's a whole new fucking show. <laughs> it's like, this is Law and Order from the standpoint of the defense lawyers. Hey, we got a new Law and Order. It's about the prosecutors. Hey, new Law and Order, the guys in the cafeteria. <laughs> It's all the same federal courthouse. <laughs> they got 19 shows. It all take place in one fucking building. <laughs> That's it. The difference in every Law and Order show is what room is considered headquarters in that building. What, what floor are you on? That's it. That's it. What, what room is headquarters? That's the difference between every Law and Order show. <laughs> um, I, I adore Law and Order, uh, the whole franchise. Really, I, I don't like because at this point it's all garbage or it's all fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some episodes are better than others, but if you like the format, you know what you're getting into when you sit down to watch an episode <laughs> of any version of Law and Order. So you just yeah. kind of go, and uh, <laughs> I I really love that franchise. But one of the weirdest things about it uh, that has really pulled me out of it the last few years, right? Law and Order SVU, which when it started uh, was in like what looked like a police station, and now it's set in what looks like a palatial hotel lobby. <laughs> like it is, they have the nicest police station that I have ever seen. These giant rooms, these wow. huge interrogation rooms. It's like this used to be a dingy office. Like there's a reason that that right. worked aesthetically like in american movies where like they show like cops going to work a case overseas and they leave some dingy ass congested american spot and then they go to like denmark and their police station looks like buckingham palace (laughs) (laughs) no no it's nuts (laughs) 
And then they complain about budget. And I'm like, well, here's where your budget went. Right. Like, just working, just 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 working it in room. fucking Versailles. <laughs> Maybe we can save a couple of bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking butler serving tea in the interrogation room. I think we can lose that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> well. Your, your, your police budget does go downhill considerably when you need bathroom attendants on every floor. <laughs> yeah. A bathroom attendant at every sale. <laughs> yeah. And these are police officers. Don't tell me they're tipping. I'm not, they're not tipping the bathroom guy. <laughs> I don't trust it. Oh, God. So if you, if you, had, if you had unlimited resources in the world of film and television right now, uh-huh. What's the most outrageous thing you would make? The most outrageous thing, and I am unlimited by by anything? Yes. Like, you've got the time slot you want, you've got the budget you want, you've got all the directors and the cast you want, right? You can do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to make a Smurf version of the Jackass movies, nobody's going to stop you. <laughs> what would you do? If you didn't, if this wasn't your one shot to be an artist, your one chance to make it, if this was just, listen, whatever the fuck you want to do, my man, go for it. What would you do? Oh, man. Well, I'd probably uh, get trapped by my own addictions and I'd make the Superman movie that lives in my head. Oh, Kevin yeah. Smith style. Uh, yeah, because I do uh, have a Superman movie that lives in my head. Uh, that involves uh, Danny DeVito playing Mr. Mixelpidelic uh, <laughs> and, and Dave Bautista playing Lex Luthor Ooh. and I would I think he'd be amazing uh, as Lex Luthor uh, and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Superman because he's the most perfect casting for Superman that exists what about the perfect casting for Clark Kent though do you think he could pull that off yeah, man, he's really good. He's he's so good at playing affable. Yeah, he is. Yeah, just just uh, a cheerful, happy guy. Uh, and I think I think he could nail it. <laughs> I like it, but I like. But that, that would. But if I don't know if I was going like absolutely crazy with it, mm -hmm. I don't please. Please get uh, buck wild. <laughs> well, then I'd probably just want to make a Dark Claw movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know about Dark Claw? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I would love to make a, I would love to make a Dark Claw film. But just, you know, you build that uh, as your little amalgam cinematic universe and just don't tell anybody that uh, what's going on in that first movie. Mm -hmm. You just drop the Batman slash Wolverine film uh, without explaining how they came to be that. Like no backstory. Like the, no, like the, like the no first movie. Dark Claw movie is the second one. <laughs> like, yeah. we, just, we just drop you in the Dark Claw exists and don't talk about it. <laughs> yes. I feel, I feel very strongly, uh, I feel very strongly that, uh, 
uh, audiences nowadays are 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 capable of just following a story. Uh, I don't think we need a story for everything anymore. I just don't. I don't think it, it's necessary. Like, yeah, bring genre fans back. Yeah, bring them yeah, back. Just do the thing. That's what I liked about Shane Black's uh, The Predator movie. Is that it wasn't really a sequel to anything. It wasn't really a prequel to anything. It was just a good old-fashioned 60s and 70s grindhouse genre film. It's just like, do you like action? Do you like sci-fi? Here you fucking go. Like, that's it. There's no, there's no story. There's no point. There's no art. We're not trying to make a point. Just, you'd like to see aliens get shot? Here you go. <laughs> it's so good. The dialogue in that film is amazing. The ensemble cast is the shit. I love that movie. And it really is just a classic popcorn flick. <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. I would like to make a live action sort of Lego Batman type movie. Live action Lego would be fucking interesting. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see these people, because it, it seems like these people are holding on to comic books as if there's some sort of sacred, sanctimonious, you know, New Testament to the Bible. And it's, and it's just like, why can't we just stop letting Will Arnett be cartoon Batman and just let him be real fucking Batman for a movie? <laughs> Let's just have some fucking fun. See Batman get into some fucking hijinks. Man, I genuinely love when comic book films are stupid because inherently the ideas in all comic books are stupid. Like, you got Flying Guy and you got a guy that shoots things out of his ring and you've got Captain America. Comic books are like, the corniest uh, shit ever. It's so stupid. Old comic books are are the true testament to how different society was because you could not write that fucking crayon dribble today. <laughs> it's the lamest shit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Look at those golden age comics. And you see Mac Mackinson is Captain Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought of oh, this? A two-year-old. <laughs> there were so many of them, you know, that were like variations of the same idea. Like, you know, there are probably a dozen, uh, like, super soldiers with a weird shield that came out of like the forties and fifties. You know, big American flag on their chest. They're out there fighting the good fight, fighting American. <laughs> Captain America, Commando Liberty. <laughs> Uncle Sam, just Uncle Sam, but he's buff. Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Midwest, like, all right, we get it. You're fucking patriots. Oh yeah, the Patriot. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 That's one of the reasons I really like the MCU, though, is because on a lot of levels. Most of those movies seem to embrace the fact that this is pretty dumb. Like this, like we know this is dumb. Let's not take it too seriously, guys. <laughs> yes, we blipped half of, of reality out. It's fine. There's still jokes. We're we're kidding. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't, you don't got to get super serious about this shit. <laughs> That's right. I just I just flew in from everybody being blinked out of existence five years ago, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> yeah. I think more like that, please. There's a reason Batman and Robin is pretty high on my list of Batman movies. I like it. It's, fucking it's stupid, like the worst but it's thing to be. ever. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it, it, it reads it like a, I just had this conversation the other day with um, Danny Fernandez. Um, she, um, you know, she used to do stand up, but she does a lot of acting and a lot of writing, and she's uh, sure. big in the comic book world. And she's got an, an edition uh, coming out for Pride Month, where she wrote a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy romance story. And we were talking about what what we were just talking about. And she was like, she really loves the Batman and Robin movie because it's so goofy. And it's like, yeah, like the bat nipples, uh, everybody's costume and all the sets look like an elaborate stage play. It 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 doesn't look like a movie at all. It looks like one of Tyler Perry's straight to DVD plays. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's so weird and Arnold Schwarzenegger's dialogue appears to have been taken directly from comics from the 60s it's the corniest shit on the planet <laughs> boy he's just giving it his all too you know <laughs> just absolutely eating up those lines oh, he, he was going him. for an Oscar <laughs> he was fucking you the need to cool down. <laughs> the only stumbling block in that movie for me is that they decided to give this weird Alfred is dying of a disease that's not real thing. Like, they didn't even give him cancer or something. He's got McGregor syndrome. He's dying of McGregor syndrome. If we can get the blue serum, we'll save him. Right. Which is very stupid in a comic book kind of way. But they played every scene of him dying like, oh my God, he's dying. It's like... No man, you're gonna get the you got the serum. You like you know how to fix that blue goo. We can fix this. (laughs) (laughs) How how amazing it is that uh, Mister Freeze, who is just one of my favorite Batman villains to begin with, because look at that damn suit. What an amazing neon blue suit. Oh, the one in the movie man. specifically, I love it. It looks so dumb. He looks like a Power Rangers. He's villain. so frosty. He's so frosty. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really he's embodies the frost in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Make Batman summon his sword, but <laughs> with his big Austrian head covered in silver and blue paint. Everything on him was the same color as the Dallas Cowboys uniform pants. Like I can't. <laughs> Like, oh, well, that was, that was in his contract because he's such a big fan. Like, this is my whole life I've been trying to figure out what fucking color are the Dallas Cowboys face? Is it silver or blue? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never fucking know. <laughs> also, like, he has ice cigars in that movie. Right. <laughs> the blue, they're blue cigars that burn blue or burn when he smokes them, but they're they're like icy cigars. That's amazing. That is the dumbest thing in the world. And people harp on that film like it's like like they were trying to make high art. It's like, no, this is the stupidest shit in the planet. This is on purpose. Yeah. You can tell that that movie was one where uh, they gave everybody uh, their first opportunity in the business. And so even the key grips were just chuck- What did make the cigars blue? Yeah, that's genius, kid. You gotta go places in this business. <laughs> Uh, this is true. The cigars were actually like I was making a joke a minute ago with the Cowboys thing, but the cigars, as I understand it, were a hundred percent in Arnold's contract. He was like, "I need my cigars." Oh, he's a big cigar guy. Yeah, yeah. Word he is like, like that's all he does. Like if he's not on camera, he's smoking a fucking cigar. He's like, "I'm gonna be, 
I'm going to be uh, in this blue makeup chair uh, for 18 hours a day getting ready to say ice fun. I'm smoking my cigars, bitches. Bring them. Paint them blue. You got you. <laughs> yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Let's get more out. Like, I want an Expendables type superhero film. That's what the Suicide Squad was supposed to be. Not knocking them. I enjoy. I enjoyed the most recent Suicide Squad movie. The first one was an abortion, but oh, it's fucking terrible! It is really bad. It's it's super bad. Second one, great. Uh, the yeah. show, Peacemaker, the shit. Uh, pretty much everything James Gunn touches turns to gold because <laughs> he makes my favorite MCU well, fun, movies. Fun. I, I I enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxies movies the most. Even though I don't think they're the best movies in the MCU, but for my money, I, I, I don't have more fun watching MCU movies than I do watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Those movies are fucking well, awesome. Thor Ragnarok is my favorite uh, because it's the one that makes me laugh the hardest, even having really? seen it several times. It's that I, reason that makes me hate Thor Ragnarok. Oh, man, I giggle so hard watching that movie. I cannot stand that movie. And it's I'm because... It's because it's a comedy. And I know that sounds very weird coming from a comedian, but I just don't like that as much as it's supposed to bridge certain gaps in the MCU. That movie is completely anathema to the story that's going on. It has absolutely, like, if none of that happened, it would still end the same way with Thanos showing up. Like, there's no point. <laughs> There's no point to Thor Ragnarok. It's just pointless. You just get Talking Hulk, which is great. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was great in everything. Now you want to talk great in everything, like Martin Short. Jeff Goldblum has never had a bad performance, and he's never been in anything bad. Man, I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I well, and that is with the caveat of I, I'm not. I'm not wild about Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I was just it's, about to say, now, I'll make an exception great. for the Jurassic Park films because everything, but, the second one is okay, but pretty much everything after the original Jurassic Park is unnecessary. But I will say this, and I'm the only person I know that feels this way. I think Independence Day Resurgence is better than Independence Day, and I am really? happy watching it. One hundred percent. I can't watch yeah. it because I can't watch Jesse T. Usher in anything. That's that's fair. I can I can get that. That's I think how he I feel needs about... to go back to acting school because I don't know <laughs> if this is what he's going for, but uh, every single character he plays appears to be a deeply closeted homosexual man. Who is having a very hard time hiding his gayness in a straight world? I that's the best way I could explain it, but I can never get into any of his characters because they all just come. Because I think the first time I saw him was in a Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, and it was a cool show, but every time I'm watching, and he's just flirting with girls and having sex with girls and. Acting all macho, and the whole time it just seems like he's just trying to keep everybody from discovering he's gay. 
What you're saying is that his every performance uh, suggests a secret internal life that mm-hmm. is not coming forward. Yes, uh, that actually sounds like amazing acting. To it me. does sound know. like amazing acting. If yeah. if he was if he was doing that on purpose and that was a part of his character, <laughs> but it's never a part of his character, so it's just distracting. <laughs> it's like watching somebody who's method being like, I feel like my priest character would be sad all the time. And it's like, this movie's called The Happiest Priest on Earth. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I I do love it. I think the plot of it is balls out weird as shit. Like, the first one is just a standard alien invasion movie, and it's like, it's you know, it's that 50s sci-fi by way of 90s bombastic action hero movie. Mm -hmm. And I dig that. But the second one is like a fucking Doctor Who episode. It's amazing. The plot is insane. <laughs> I'm go. I'm going to watch it. I I trust your judgment on that. I think there could be some great things to see in it. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be very distracted by Jesse T. Usher. <laughs> you might. You might. It's, it's a weird movie too, Rod. It is a weird movie. It is. Uh, it is not. It is not very straightforward. It is very strange. And anything Brent Spiner says is goddamn gold. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the king, you know. <laughs> but I am. I, I will warn you if you're going to sit down and watch it on my recommendation. I'm the only person I know that likes it. Really? Every human being I've ever spoken to about that film uh, either absolutely hates it or doesn't remember it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I could, I could, I could get behind the Brit Spiner man. That dude's great. I do appreciate it when they uh, when they do a sequel like that, and it's not just like a repeat of the previous one, because right. it's not like just the same thing over again. It's a completely new, weird problem that they're dealing with. Do they do they have a stripper in there who everybody acts like was supposed to be up for an Oscar? Uh, well, she's a doctor at this point. Because one of the funniest things to me in Hollywood land that I've ever seen in my life is that. People constantly bring up Vivica Fox being in Independence Day when they're trying to boost up her career. It's just like she played a stripper that was in that movie for six fucking minutes. (laughs) She has like seven words of dialogue. I don't think you can just put that on her reel. But they're always like, oh, Vivica Fox, she used to be super hot. I mean, she was in Independence Day. It's just like, she wasn't in Independence Day. Stop saying that. Like, she was Will Smith's character. (laughs) (laughs) They always say that, like, she was his fucking, the Iceman to his fucking Maverick. It's like, all she did was shake her ass and then get on a helicopter. She doesn't do anything. They could have put an extra in that room. Nobody would have cared. Hey, she's got that really lovely scene around the campfire with the president of the of the uh, galaxy from Battlestar Galactica. She's the, per- she's the first lady in that movie, but she's still I don't know that actress's name, but she's very good. <laughs> oh, man. I never watched much Battlestar. 
Uh, who did, you know? My wife. <laughs> How many people can you find that did? People either have every episode of that shit in a tape or DVD collection, or they've watched it one time. <laughs> That's it. No, man, we've got the we've got the DVDs, and my when we had TiVo, my wife TiVo the whole series. Mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica is like the fish, man, of film and and, and television. Like you're either all in or you don't watch it. Like there's no there's no casual Battlestar fan. Just like there's no casual fish fans. Okay, you either went to one concert or a hundred ninety two. Nobody's been to thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gone once every couple of years. They either go every fucking week or they went one time and decided they hate fish. <laughs> <laughs> like karaoke in that way. Man, I mean, hats off to fucking fish, man. I mean, the dream of every jam band from all genres is to be fish. I mean... <laughs> Well, they're rolling. They're still going, too, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're still rolling. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not a music guy. Because you, not, you went one time and never... It's okay. You don't... I told you, that's it. You either don't listen to Fish or you always listen to Fish. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, nine actual original songs and, like, 642,000 jams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> so they're working, man. They're getting the stage time. They go on stage <laughs> and tune yeah. their instruments for four hours, and people give them eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pretty good job. I gotta tell you, like uh, that's not that's not a bad hey, gig. Can you imagine being a comedian and your whole set is just you? having a writing session and then people give you Netflix specials. <laughs> That's what Fish um, does. They sell out the Hollywood fucking bowl. They get a million dollars and they just go on stage and be like, all right, I'm going to play piano for 10 minutes and then you play the bass for 10. Then this dude's going to come in with the xylophone for 10 and then we'll be rich. <laughs> you just came up with a great pitch though for Netflix. <laughs> We're going to hang out We'll all write together. There'll be like twelve comedians in the room. It'll change up every week, and, and then they'll get up and do their set to each other. No one will laugh because they're other comedians. So, and everybody will get rich. Everybody yeah. will headline Madison Square Garden after this. <laughs> but then you'll get up and do an actual set, and people will be like, "I thought you guys were going to do a writing session." Right. You're like, "No, we wrote the bits. <laughs> we were writing to show. do shows." They're like, "No, we don't like that." <laughs> That's not what we came here for. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Fish, man. They might have pulled off the greatest heist in music history. <laughs> being a fucking superstar jam band. Not even a cover band. They're literally just a band where everybody does their own thing on stage and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I've listened to Fish off and on my whole life. I could tell you a single song that they have. They don't have any. Don't have any. <laughs> Every I mean, time you hear Fish like, song live, it's a whole new version of that song. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but yeah, shout out to Fish Man. Shout out to all the fish heads out there listening. <laughs> Thank you for taking a break, a five minute break from listening to Fish. <laughs> to come get that. We got weed over here too. <laughs> come on to the podcast. They are huge in Latvia. Huge. <laughs> 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 they probably are. I always appreciate you know those little bands that actually get like they'll be like just people that are you know they're just traveling around because most musicians are like most comedians they're just you know no one's famous they're just driving around doing their shows where they can you know mm-hmm. um, I like it whenever you know somebody that's like yeah you know I got my band but we go on tour to Ireland every now and again and they fucking love us in Ireland like dude we crush it in Ireland <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs> Like we play Denmark every you know two years, and we go through a whole run. Like, all right, <laughs> that's a, that's a great source of income for uh, rappers who have fallen yeah. off relevancy in the states. Been doing shows in other countries, yeah, because those people oh, yeah. still live under regimes where they get entertainment and shit from the rest of the world twenty, thirty years later. So right now, like Capone and Noriega could probably get $3,000 to perform in their hometown of New York. Mm-hmm. But they could go to Israel and get like $4 million. Because <laughs> it's all yeah, new to awesome. them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, they go to Israel. Yeah, like people over here are trying their damnest to sell out a 10,000-seater and then you just go to Germany and there's 150,000 people out there watching. <laughs> massive wow so all you all you struggling entertainers out there there listen you might have to do like people who flame out when it comes to the nba and go overseas listen your comedy your acting your writing your directing your singing it's not really hidden in the states but the people in bangladesh might be all for this <laughs> shit <laughs> You might could go over there and be the next Jerry Bruckheimer if you just go to Bollywood instead of Hollywood. <laughs> so, take, some wet wipes. take some wet wipes with you and some Pepto. But you might have to move <laughs> if you want to realize these dreams. <laughs> It's and like, if you get diarrhea, don't worry about it. It's not as big hey, a deal. It's, it's not the thirties no more. You can you yeah. can beat this. <laughs> you can deal with it. Be you can beat this, man. We got Pepto Bismol now. <laughs> Drink more water, bottled water, if you have to. Yeah, get you a, get you a bottle of Gatorade, a bottle of Pepto, <laughs> and go and take India over. Not in that way. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the accents for that <laughs> <laughs> right but you might be the next Brad Pitt if you go to Latvia or somewhere <laughs> I did I used to have a friend of mine who I mean she she wasn't a uh, like a, a performer or anything but she she used to like just save up money and then go and spend a year in Romania yeah. And then she'd come back and be here for a year saving up money, and then she'd just go live in Romania. And she's like, I, got, I save up my money here. It's worth so much more there. I just hang out. Yeah. Yeah. They're living like a queen. 
Yeah, you can't beat that shit. <laughs> no, she had like a that. family member that had lived there at one point, and she was just, just really struck with the place. <laughs> yeah, some vacation lasts last forever, man. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Go get that overseas cash. Where where would you live? You got anywhere overseas you'd like to live? Ooh. I like Heidelberg, Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the prettiest place I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would kind of like to live there. Uh, but I'm not I'm not always great with linguistics. So I <laughs> <so> probably <laughs> because some place where English is more of a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you break out the old Rosetta Stone. <laughs> yeah, I can get conversational sometimes, but I have a hard time with it, man. I've, I've tried to work on with different different languages over the course of my years. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get to a point where it's just like, there's like a block. I have a hard time uh, activating fluency, if you will. <laughs> the Eastern block. <laughs> <laughs> that Once might be... Time, I can chit-chat in German, okay. That might be one of the most interesting geographical locations on the planet. You you've never seen a place with more people confused with being something else. Like <laughs> everybody in those nineteen countries is Russian to the world. <laughs> and those people are very quick to put you in your place, but I'm not fucking Russian. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, all of that is Russia. I'm sorry, my man. I know the USSR was dissolved, but you're still Russian. I don't. You look like it. You sound like it. You got the same language. I, you, you're Russian. Playing <laughs> right into Putin's hands with that sort yeah. of talk. <laughs> it's like fucking English people. Like I'm not fucking from England. I'm from Wales. Like man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not English. I'm a Welshman. Like, what the fuck ever? You like tea and crumpets? Then you fucking English, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's, that's a very American thing. I think just because we're so spread out, we, we have a hard time grasping the notion of a country so small. Yeah. <laughs> it covers everything over there, okay? This is true, because going to different countries in Europe is like going to different states here. Yeah. Like here, you're boarded by five states. There, you're boarded by five countries. <laughs> that's it. You go from Alabama to fucking Georgia. Like that's like going from fucking the Ukraine to Georgia. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm, being in Alabama, I don't like people saying I'm from Mississippi. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just on the border. I don't want. I don't want that. Don't <laughs> call me a Tennessean. I'm, I, we're not like that. <laughs> Outside of the South, it's like, look, it's it's all shrimp and grits to us, my man. It's fucking yeah. it's all, man, Alabama, Mississippi, whatever, bro. <laughs> You're in one of those places cinched tight by the Bible Belt. So. Right. The, the yeah. difference is negligible. It's <laughs> very negligible. <laughs> Although you do, you know, everyone's got their own little things, their own little quirks about their state that they prefer. Like, I can always tell when I'm driving on the uh, highway, and I go from an Alabama road onto a Mississippi road, and it's not because I passed the sign. I can tell by the feel of the road. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in this state? <laughs> yeah, it's weird that that's a lot of states. Any state you go to a lot, 
you can actually feel the difference in the road. You'll know. <laughs> Everybody's got oh, their own paving road. rules. <laughs> Whoever paved it on this side was working for a different group than paving on this side. <laughs> like, we were lined down the center like a roommate in a damn 80 sick Oh, God. There's nothing worse than hitting those roads where one side has been paved and it doesn't look like they're going to do the other side for 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, why is seventy five percent of this shit new? Did the money run out when you got to this part of the highway? <laughs> well, especially around, around here, those projects they do they last and they last and they last. There was when I was growing up, there was a, a Highway twenty four in Alabama, mm-hmm. which runs straight through Red Bay, uh, the town that I was in high school at. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that thing was under construction my entire fucking childhood, and like it's built now, and it's like <laughs> it's functional. They went around Red Bay. They built it right straight around the, the town. <laughs> well, that's what you're gonna do today, I guess. I'm not gonna cut us any tax breaks. I'll show you, motherfucker. <laughs> but I will sometimes take that that road when I go home because there's like a, you know if you're from a place, there's a billion ways you can get anywhere. Uh, but I'll take that road specifically because growing up, it was like 45 the whole time. If you were going that direction, it was mm. 45 and there were cops everywhere. And now it's like 65 and you feel like a maniac. It's <laughs> 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 what it should have been forever. Yeah. Ain't nothing worse than going through those speed trap towns. But I'm talking well over a decade or <laughs> Well over a decade under construction. Well, that shit is just 70 miles per hour. Then all of a sudden, it just drops to 35 out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like Google Maps, man. They tell me. Speed trap ahead. They let me know. (laughs) That shit's so annoying. It's like that on Corridor X, too. I love that, though, man. And then they'll ask you after you pass the place, they'll be like, is the speed trap still here? And I just say yes, because I figure if it was there earlier, it'll be there again. Right, it'll be back. Like Jaws to the Revenge. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> this is going to be as three times as ferocious. <laughs> I like those movies. I appreciate the underlying uh, uh, subplot in those films of this like lineage of sharks that's just pissed that they keep getting killed by the family. <laughs> like, fuck you. We will take like, you down. Like Capulets and Montagues in the ocean. <laughs> These sharks ain't fucking around. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered like why certain subplots don't get picked up. Cause I think that like slasher films should be adopted by the religious right. Because the the through the through line of all those movies is if you have premarital sex and drink before you're twenty one, you're gonna get murdered by a madman. That's what all slasher movies the through plot is always don't have sex, don't do drugs, don't drink, or you'll be murdered by a crazy man. Save that all for your wedding night. That is my- <laughs> So the eighties shouldn't have had the satanic panic. It should have been Christian conservatives loved Friday the thirteenth movies. <laughs> hey, maybe that's why they maybe that's why they appealed to me so much when I was younger. 
Because when I was like in the church as a teenager, man, because I was, I was a hardcore conservative in the church for a little bit in my in my youth, and I loved slasher movies. I watched Freddy Krueger movies all the time. Jason, I'm a big Michael Myers fan to this day, man. I love Michael Myers. That's what it is, man. All these slasher yeah. movies are pro Jesus. They really are. <laughs> they really are. You want to know what the devil will do to you? Sam Hain. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Once you once you go out to summer camp for a little weed and alcohol and some titties, and you'll find out. Because <laughs> the, the Savior in all those movies, it always starts with some old religious person who knows the curse of that person. <laughs> That's it. You always got to turn to the church to save you from monster <laughs> men. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be amazing if they do one of those where it was just hardcore like no Jesus is the way to fight it like just like like yeah. a Kirk Cameron special slasher movie <laughs> That that's the sequel to Passion of the Christ we need right there Hollywood get on it we need a movie where <laughs> Satan is Jason <laughs> and Jesus is the final girl <laughs> that's it we had a couple of non-believers to go out to have some underage sex, underage drinking, underage fucking drugs, and then they conjure Satan, and then the only person who can save them is if they all give their lives to Christ, and then Jesus shows up and kills Satan. <laughs> Roll See, now you've changed my answer if I had a I tracked down Mel Gibson. He's gonna have to take a pay cut. His his stars and his eyes are what the <laughs> So you get Jim Cavazel back and you make those three days in hell that Jesus spent gathering souls. Let's see that movie. There it is. This is yeah. him at a summer camp. That's that's the hell. He goes to hell and just like in Freddy versus Jason, where Jason was in hell. And his hell was his heaven. It was just an endless stream of campers for him to murder at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, that's what, that's the setting. The Camp Crystal Lake in hell. Jesus goes down there to get Moses and the boys, and they end up teaming up like the Avengers to take down <laughs> Satan for these camper souls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, forget it. Forget Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I want Freddy versus Jason versus Christ. That's the <laughs> it's the logical Christ. next step, right? <laughs> <laughs> Freddy versus Jason versus Jesus. <laughs> I want Robert Rodriguez to direct it. <laughs> Boy, I, I want that movie. <laughs> the bloodiest Jesus you've ever seen. That's right. Jesus has been resurrected and he's pissed. <laughs> I need someone huge to play uh, Jason, though. I mean, I just want him to tower over the Son of God. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We need one of those eight foot, nine inch freaks from Ripley's Believe It or Not to put him in some Satan makeup. And Jesus is played by Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens with him walking across Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> That's right. He's he is here. The water. 
Jesus is risen. <laughs> That's right. A rising tide lifts all saviors. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good time. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Hollywood, are you listening? We get Fish to do the soundtrack and the score. We, get fish. we just let Fish jam whenever we need some music. Well, then you got a, you got a built-in audience that way. <laughs> yeah, we get everybody there. The fucking horrorcore people, the Fish people, the religious people. Reuniting the world, man. <laughs> That's it. This is what UNICEF was trying to do. And at the end of it, Freddie is uh, redeemed by faith through Christ, uh, grace in Jesus Christ. There you go. Turns him back into a human yeah. being. Gets rid of the scars. <laughs> People are like, wait, he gets to go to heaven? Like, wait a second. This guy? <laughs> it's Freddie versus Jason meets Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Jesus baptizes Freddie. And Freddie comes out looking like Robert England, and he kills Jason. And Jason's just pissed because there's no way he was at the age of accountability before he died. Yeah, just... his, his claw his claw goes from a handful of knives to a handful of crucifixes that have been sharpened. <laughs> 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 and his sweater already red and green, Christmas colors, birthday colors Whoa. for Jesus. He's already in costume. We're dropping this shit December 25th, 2024. <laughs> it's already written in the stars. <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> birthday, Jesus. That's it. <laughs> Jesus strikes the final blow with the spear of destiny. <laughs> he fucking he, he comes down on a white horse. And he looks at Jason and he says, happy birthday to me. And then he stabs him through the heart with the spear of destiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'd, go, I'd go back and I'd probably see that movie two or three times. You know, for real. Marathon style. I might not leave the theater, you know. <laughs> Just... I don't. I don't go to the theater twice for a movie very often anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I went to the movies for the first time in ten years to see Doctor Strange last week. Oh, did you enjoy it? No, I did not. Sorry to hear it. No, I hated it. It was just a sequel to One Division. It wasn't a sequel to Doctor Strange. And I hated WandaVision, so I did not like this movie. I think that's fair. I did not uh, like I like WandaVision, so I was kind of into it uh, either way. But it was not it was not a top-tier uh, superhero film no, for me. Why is the villain the Scarlet Witch? Without, it was a weird like, choice. Like, I thought it was a weird fear off of where they left her at the end of or I guess it's not a weird veer, but it's just there's a lot of information missing for how she got from one to the other. Yeah. I didn't like it. They fucking uh, nerfed America Chavez and her power just became I can if somebody makes me orgasm then I'll shift it to another universe. It's just fucking... <laughs> 
pull my finger, I'll shoot us through the fucking multiverse. <laughs> She's really into bees. She's really into bees. <laughs> randomly opening portals. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> it's not weird because, like, she has other powers in the comics, doesn't she? She's like, she kick can, like, ass in the comics. She has, like, super has strength super and all of that shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an odd choice to go back on that. I don't know. Yeah. But they're doing it to Miss Marvel, too. They're changing her power scheme up for the TV show that's about to come out. Like, like she's not going to have her stretchy morphine powers yeah. or whatever. Who, nobody like, wants to see that shit. Purple. <laughs> she's a star sapphire now or some shit. Yeah. Now, I will say, the one thing that I gathered from Doctor Strange, too, is that we don't really want to see that Fantastic Four movie as much as we thought, because... <laughs> Reed Richards doing his stretchy thing looked like it was right out of the 60s. It was very boring. I some of the effect work in that film was really cartoony, but I kind of <laughs> like that. So it's it the goofy looking. It was so, so weird. For me, but I do recognize it. It was weird because know, of how serious his scenes were. If his scenes were just him, you know, taking down a guy who stole some apples then that cartoon <laughs> shit would be cool. But he was fighting for his fucking life and he looked like a bed spring. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't like joking at John Krasinski anyway. He looks, he looks like he looks like an undercooked Zachary Levi. <laughs> Who would you get to play the Fantastic Four? Oh, man. Um, let's see. Um... Krasinski's not even close to my list. No, he sucks. Like I said, I, if, he looks like somebody pulled Zachary Levi out of the oven too soon. I don't like <laughs> John Krasinski's a very weird looking man. Um, I would probably go Justin Thoreau for Mr. Fantastic. Alright, alright. I'd do Justin Thoreau for that. I'd do um... Who can? Who's gonna play Johnny Storm? Who would be a good brother sister duo? I kind of like Zac Efron as a Johnny Storm. Uh, I think he'd be good in that role. I'll take Zac Efron in that. Can we fix his shoulders? Sure, you can fix whatever you want. We've got Marvel money. He has. I don't. He's got an amazing body, but something about his shoulders and the way they connect to his pecs really grosses me out. It's a very weird looking. It's got a very weird looking angle on that. It's a very strange look. Like his pecs don't match his shoulders. That's the problem. His shoulders are so much. They're so much more muscular than his pecs. But they're somehow also smaller than his specs. So it looks like two different people's bodies have been fused together. It's very, it's very uh, Frankenstein esque. Um, but I like that. I'll go Zac Efron. If we do Zac Efron as Johnny Storm, then I think Sue Storm would have to be somebody like Selena Gomez. Okay. I like Selena Gomez. I'll I just watched her SNL stuff. Uh... And she was she was she had some funny stuff going on in that episode. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give her that one. But and I, then I we'll... want Lenny James, Mister Fantastic. Personally, that's like my ultimate dream casting for that character. Who? Lenny James. Lenny James. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think he has to be someone older who also kind of like has in his eyes like he could be easily distracted or kind of an evil badass. Yeah, it'll be kind of like a like a futuristic like the late in life Batman. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll take him as an older version of Reed Richards. And I think for just for the comedic effect, we'd have to make Ben Graham like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I saw on Twitter the other day someone posted that they wanted Seth Rogen as Ben Graham, and I was like, that might actually work. I he's he's so weird. I think it could play. Yeah. See, this goes back to me wanting to make a hilarious superhero movie. And we can take the Fantastic Four and we go Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. And then we can go back to Reed Richards. And then we can swap them out. We'll do Will Arnett as Reed Richards. (laughs) Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. Zach Galifianakis as Johnny Storm. (laughs) And they're going to try their damnedest to get us to make Amy Schumer Sue Storm. But I'm not. I'm not gonna stand for it. And I like Selena Gomez, and I wouldn't budge for anyone but Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. That's perfect. Kristen Bell is Sue Storm. Yes. I kind of like the Selena Gomez angle, though. She's very good. She is good, but I think the problem with her now that if we're changing it up for comedy, everybody's too old. That's fair. To to make her believable, because Selena that's Gomez fair. is. Uh, She's in that same weird space that um, Zendaya's in, and I'm going to have to look this up. I I want to get her name correctly. I don't want to say anything, sort of flip it or disregard her, but the older sister on Modern Family, Sarah Hyland. Okay. She played Haley Dunphy. I think all three of those ladies... Their careers are going to suffer because they all have the uh, baby face syndrome. <laughs> like, like, like all three of those women are close to 30. And every last one of them could play a believable 14-year-old. Like they don't well, look... In a lot of ways, that's what Hollywood wants. They don't look anywhere near their age. Rose Leslie has a TV show that just came out where she's playing a 16-year-old. So. Right. <laughs> it's a very strange time, but like... But it's going to be hard for those women to find roles where people take them seriously because none of them have America's Next Sweetheart looks. And it's not because they're ugly. It's just because when they're trying to pro- like project a 36-year-old full-grown adult woman who's she's been divorced twice and got four kids, you can't really put Selena Gomez out there. It's like, no, she's 12. There's no, there's no way that woman's 36 years old. It's like, she's actually 42. Like, I don't, that's a bullshit. They're not going to make it. That's why Zendaya's still great as, you know, the Mary Jane of this man. Because she can pass for somebody who's 16. Even though she's like 27. But when she's 27, she'll still look 16. She's great in those movies. She's really she's good. One she's, she's one of the high points. Third one, yeah. She's definitely a high point. Because yeah. I don't like any of those Spider-Man movies from the MCU. Really? I do like Zendaya. <laughs> She's Man, I love the Spider-Man movies. They make me laugh so hard. For real? I, I don't I don't like how bumbling, how much of a bumbling idiot this Peter Parker is. It's like, I know that he's supposed to be in high school, but Tom Holland's Peter Parker plays like he's 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem ready for any sort of responsibility 
at all. That that can uh, that is a totally fair assessment. Um, <laughs> but I like his uh, his bumbliness. I like his awkwardness, and I like that he can play Peter as being kind of a dick. Because mm-hmm. like Peter Parker is like this is get gets lost sometimes in in the movies and stuff. But like Peter Parker's kind of a piece of shit sometimes, like yeah. regularly to his friends. You know what I mean? He really struggles between being Spider Man and being Peter Parker. It yeah. gets to him, yeah. So, I think one of the things that they suffer from the like Spider Man ethos in those movies is having him have this like really close knit collection of friends. Mm-hmm. Where normally, even his best friends, he's like, I'll get to the, I'll see you when I see you, but I won't see you because I'm doing Spider Man things you can't right. know about. No days off. <laughs> yeah. No days off. Which honestly, it's a, it's, it's kind of, a, it's a very perplexing philosophical situation, though. Like if. If you're a 16-year-old and also have these superpowers thrust upon you, like, yeah, how do you deal with just, like, I would just like to be a 16-year-old kid for the next two days, okay? Can the police handle all crime? Like, I just want to go to prom. Like, I just I would just like to go get a slice with the boys after the homecoming football game. Can I do that one time? Do I have to fight Dr. Doom every fucking weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I think if, I think if it was me, that's what I would go for. If I if I was like 16 years old and I got superpowers, I think what I'd want to do is I would make sure that my entire closet, every outfit that I had, was color coordinated to whatever my superhero identity would be in the future. Uh, and I would just every week fight a different monster who's somehow tied to my origin story. That's what I would want to do personally. If it was me, <laughs> someone coming at me with moon rocks and shit. I can dig it. <laughs> I can dig that. Sounds good to me. Well, that's dope, hey, man. I think we covered a lot of good ground here today. <laughs> yeah, fucking hey, man. This is fun. Fix a couple things out here in this society. <laughs> get, some, get some things rolling, man. I think so. Yeah, this is cool, man. Tell the, tell the people where they can find you online, bro. Well, uh, you can check out my website, which is periodically updated, uh, www.bswithdfa.com, or you can find me on Twitter, at bswithdfa, and Instagram, too, but I don't post there uh, near as often. I like Twitter. I'm a Twitter fan. Uh, Don't look for me on Facebook, because I fucking hate Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's that's dual fucking Aldrich, as if that's his legal middle name. All right, not dual Aldrich. Not no, no, B.F. Aldrich, dual fucking Aldrich. I was named after my father, dual Elizabeth Aldrich, and my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus fucking Christ. Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on the show, Big Dog. This is, this is a I great time. I appreciate you having me, man. This was fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed, I hope you smiled, I hope you learned something, hope it put you in a good mood, or if you're already in a good mood, hope it put you in a better mood, um, had a lot of fun, big shout out to all my guests, and telling some great stories, it's a real good time, man, anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon, we'll have a all new episode going, 
want you to know I love you and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The number to the Trans Lifeline is 1-877-565-8860. Hit them up if you, if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep. So the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me. You know, when you need to talk. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's Cash Tag. Dollar sign Rod for short R O D number four S H O R T. Hit me up on Venmo at Narado Moore, and uh, I think that'll do it, man. I'll let you.